Coming up next week on The Conference Room, I'll be talking to video marketing strategist India Brown. But what I love about micro content is that people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. It's crazy. <laughs> but I love it because you can get their attention really quick as long as you have a hook in the beginning. Welcome to The Conference Room, a weekly podcast where business leaders and growth experts kindly share their experiences, actionable tips, and secrets to successfully grow a business. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help us out. And I really hope you enjoy this week's episode. I'm Simon Lader. Welcome to The Conference Room. Good afternoon and welcome to the conference room. I'm joined by India Brown. India is a video marketing strategist and visionary mentor who partners with vision-driven entrepreneurs to create authentic video content to help them show up as an authority in their niche and to grow their business. She's a millennial mom of two under three years old. And her mission is to make video quick, simple and impactful. Her clients consistently benefit from her actionable video marketing tips and strategies that they use in scaling their businesses. She lives in the greater Philadelphia area with her husband and two daughters, and I'm delighted that she's found some time in what I can only imagine to be an incredibly busy schedule to come and join <laughs> us here in the conference room. So, India Brown, good afternoon and welcome to the conference room. Thank you so much. You have a beautiful conference room. It's a lovely space. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. So every hero has an origin story and you're the hero of our story. So tell me, how did you get from just starting out to becoming a video marketing strategist and helping your clients create that authentic video content? Yeah, definitely. So I went to college like everyone is told they're supposed to do. I did the right thing. Graduated with my BA in psychology. I was actually on my way to the FBI. Like I applied. We were, you know, conversing. I was going to go through the interview process, but I kind of chickened out. I wanted more of a structured lifestyle. Wasn't sure if I was going to be able to, you know, just stay in one city and state or if I would have to travel or whatever. So I went into corporate, started working in HR for a few years. I got pregnant with my first daughter. And as I am sitting in my cubicle, I'm texting my husband. I'm like, this just isn't for me. Like, I don't want to do corporate anymore. So long story short, I found a coach that was looking for a virtual executive assistant, started working with him for a few years. This is pre-COVID. And then during COVID, he's like, Indy, I can't afford to pay you anymore. So having a family to support, I'm like, okay. And at this point, I'm pregnant with my second daughter. I'm like, I can't go back into corporate. I'll be working for daycare. So you know, just pivoted. I think everyone pivoted during the pandemic. So out of that, my business was born. And I'm like, any out of everything that you were doing, what do you love? And video marketing was that. So out of, you know, birthing my two daughters at the same time, I also birthed my business. So. Wow. That's incredible. Yep. Thank so, you. <laughs> so when you go to, when you go to your clients, what are the typical pain points that you're seeing them experiencing? They just don't know how to use video marketing for their business. They see the Instagram reels, they see the TikToks and they're like, 
I don't want to show up on video and point and dance that I swear if I can put that on a wooden block, I would. <laughs> and you don't have to. I mean, yes, people do go viral and, you know, they generate revenue from doing that. But I help my clients to show up authentically. So if you don't like doing that, then you don't have to do that. So that's one of the biggest pain points. Another pain point is they're not confident in either the way they look, the way they sound. And when you peel back the layers of the onion, it's more than that. It's just they don't know how to show up. When they have someone to come in with that strategic guidance and mentorship and just lay out the strategy for them, it's just so much easier. Right. So in your mind, I mean, it's interesting, you've used the word authentic a couple of times, okay? <laughs> so let's kind of drill down into some kind of foundational definitions, okay? What is authentic video content and what do you mean when you say for someone to show up authentically what's that mean to you being you being the real you not having you know a facade so right now like we're talking this is me if we were to work together this is how I would be I wouldn't show up on video any other type of way I know some people you know portray that they're you know maybe when they're on camera they're just front and center they're not talking with their hands but me i'm a big talker with my hands i'm going to show which you how i great, can... which comes up great on a podcast by the way i know <laughs> <laughs> you can't see that on the podcast but right now i'm moving my hands i'm showing you you know my bubbly she personality so i mean yeah just showing up who you are who your brand really is don't be someone that you aren't on camera and i feel like some people kind of feel like they have to and they really don't Okay, so I'm fascinated by this. So <laughs> I, I just want to kind of sit in this for, for just a, a while longer. So it's interesting. I'm sure you've seen, and I know I have, many videos of supposed gurus or mm -hmm. success people or you know, course creators and coaches yes. that are trying to show, oh, my program will make you a gazillionaire just like it made me. Here's me you know, posing next to my rented Ferrari, and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. standing out, yeah, sipping a margarita outside the Airbnb that I rented for two hours. So yeah. That's I what that. I mean. Right. See, so I didn't want to, is... I don't want to call it like it is, but you said it. <laughs> right. So clearly we don't want to, no one's suggesting that that is the right thing to do. But at the same time, when you are showing up to promote your business, okay, surely there are elements of you that you want to highlight, that you want to put forward, and other areas that you don't. So like, for example, okay, I may have woken up this morning with a nasty headache. I didn't mm. think I might have done, okay? Maybe, you know, like you talk about being a mom of two, okay? When you're showing up and providing value to your clients, they don't necessarily need to know that at six o'clock this morning, you were wiping vomit off your pajamas, <laughs> right? So there's elements of who you are um, that you don't necessarily either want to or maybe they're either irrelevant or maybe even harmful to your brand, okay? So how does one determine how much that they should be sharing, that they should be kind of putting out there while still retaining the authenticity that perhaps the market will respond to? It all depends on the type of content it is. So what you're talking about, let's just say it is, maybe it's like a real life reel. 
and you're talking about your day, you're showing your day, you're showing video clips of your day, that's fine. But if you're putting together like a brand highlight video, you may not want to show up with vomit on your shirt or, you know, looking like you have a headache. You want to make sure there's a time and a place to show, I guess, obviously you always want to be authentic, but there's a time and a place to show like the real, real you, like a day in the life. So to answer your question, I guess it just really depends on the type of content you're creating for that video. Right. Okay. Yeah. So when someone is looking to establish a brand and build a brand, okay, video content certainly today, end of 2022, going into 2023, is a very forceful way to do so, okay? You talked about TikTok and Facebook Reels, and we'll kind of dig into the merits of micro-content versus content in a few minutes, I'm sure. But when someone is looking to establish a brand, okay, what would you say are the primary focus points that one should really prioritize? You mean platform-wise? What they're saying and how they're saying it, are they talking about themselves? Are they talking about the products? Are they talking, uh, when you talk about a brand in its broadest context, if people are trying to establish their brand and make people aware of who they are and start that kind of know, like, trust mm-hmm. process, okay, what are the kinds of things that you encourage your clients to have featured in their content? Everything. <laughs> wow. And Everything? I have, so I actually have a free guide on my website. It's 23 ways that you can use video marketing in your business to get clients. So a couple of those ways is obviously social media. Another way, and I have a podcast episode on my podcast, you can use video through prospecting. So if you're on LinkedIn or you're on Instagram, you can actually send video through Messenger instead of text. Another way is obviously on your website. Brand brand videos are always good. I've worked with speakers in the past and having their speaker reel, like just a B-roll of them speaking on stage is very effective versus just having their one sheet listed on their website. Showing a day in the life, if you are a brick and mortar business, you know, showing a tour, showing off your team, like there's so many ways that you can use video. Wow. So it really is a very varied thing. It's not just mm-hmm. about how to product demonstrations or advertising anymore. Yep. Yeah. So much more. You can use it in email. You know, you can create gifts. Like it can be as, you know, highly edited and production wise. You can have all the bells and whistles or you can be super simple and still get the message across. Yeah. It's really interesting because I've seen a number of videos that Gary Vee has put out. Yeah. And yep. a lot of them are literally just him talking, you know, yep. getting out his cell phone and talking into it with yep. pretty much zero production value. Yep. But he is showing up and certainly to me as the viewer, as the consumer, are showing up in a highly authentic way. Yep. So making it like super clear, like who he is, what he stands for. And he doesn't, you know, when he's doing that, he doesn't need extensive editing or you know, fancy bells and whistles, because I'm interested in listening to him, not all the surrounding razzmatazz. Yeah, I love Gary Vee. He, <laughs> when I first was listening to, I think it was his podcast, or he was a guest podcast on some podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, he curses a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But I think he's from Jersey, so that kind of explains it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he talks about how he loves garage sales and I think he loves to jet. So all those things, how he intertwines in his content just makes him look so relatable. Although he's probably like a multimillionaire, it, you know, he looks more relatable to his audience. So I do yeah. love that about him. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what is the primary objective when people are looking to utilize video content as in you know, they engage with you or someone like you you've identified the pain points that they have and i would imagine a lot of it is just down to we want to drive more leads into our business we want to get more eyes on what we're doing so you come along and you assist them in as you we were saying before determining how to show up determining how to put themselves forward okay helping them with you know, shyness, not looking, not knowing how they look, not, not liking how they look, not liking how they sound and so on. What happens at the back end? So when you have worked with a client, what sorts of results are your clients then seeing? So they're seeing conversions on their website, on their social media, likes, comments, shares, saves. If they are a product business, I haven't worked with any product businesses before, so I'm not going to act like I have, but if they are using video, yes. (laughs) So if you're using video in your product-based business, you would see obviously people buying your product. I primarily work with online service-based businesses, course creators, and coaches. And the way that I help them in their business is selling their courses and their programs. So obviously we can see that ROI because people are enrolling in the courses, enrolling in the programs. So video is very connected, very data-driven. I know I'm very data-driven, very analytical. So if a video isn't working, I'm heading to the numbers, to the insights, wherever you know we're posting video and I'm trying to figure out why didn't it perform that way that I anticipated. You know what I think is interesting is that if you're working with a product business, versus a coach or a course creator. With a product business, I would imagine much easier to create video content that promotes the product because it's like, okay, here is, I don't know why I've got it on my desk, but here is a tub of crazy glue, okay? So it's very easy just to kind of show it, yep. highlight the features and the benefits of it, and then, you know, if you want it, click here and you can buy five, right? Yep. Whereas when you're talking about something that's much more intangible, okay? The responsibility on the video and therefore on the person featuring in the video is much more in terms of people have to buy the individual and, again, trust that, yeah, this person can actually help me. I want to be in this person's world, right? So how do you get that across in video, So yes, product-based businesses, it's definitely a faster life cycle period than, you know, a course creator or a coach. But to answer your question, it's just back to being, you know, showing up authentically, providing value to your audience. Just don't show up on video selling. Actually provide them with value. Quick wins is what I love the most creating content-wise. Showing who you are, like a day in the life or behind the scenes people. I had a real go semi-viral. I think it got like 2,000 likes. And I was simply just cleaning off my desk. <laughs> and I just had like some text on the reel. 
but obviously people resonated with it. I'm like, wow, I did not anticipate that reel to do as well as it did. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, just simple stuff like that. It doesn't have to be complicated. And I think that's what people do. They make video more complicated than what it really is. Right. No, absolutely. So let's talk about micro content. Okay. Because this seems to have been really taken a real step forward in the last kind of year or so. Okay? Oh, yeah. So first of all, for the people that don't really know, what's the difference between what sets micro content apart from regular video content? So micro content is probably anything under 10 minutes. So micro content to me is Instagram reel, obviously a reel can't be 10 minutes long. A reel is only up to a minute, but micro content in the form of Instagram reels, TikToks, YouTube shorts, those are pretty much the biggest three. Right. But what I love about micro content is that people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. It's crazy, <laughs> but I love it because you can get their attention really quick as long as you have a hook in the beginning. You don't have to introduce yourself. I know like back in the day, people used to make YouTube videos. Hi, I'm such and such and blah, blah, blah. Just get to the point. So yeah. with micro content, you want to make sure that you are immediately saying what you're going to be talking about in the video. So I always like to start off with either a pain point or something to grab their attention. So I, I guess for an example, if we were talking to someone's buying a car or something. So if they're in the market to buy a car, are you struggling to find, you know, the best car? Are you tired of looking for a SUV that doesn't give you good gas mileage, whatever, whatever. So that's the biggest thing. Right. Okay. So when people are on Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, mm -hmm. TikTok, that kind yep. of thing, right? So when they're creating this micro content, okay, do you find that this has to have its own strategy? As in, right, I'm going to create five mini videos today. Or is there room to say, okay, I'm going to create one 20-minute video, but then I'm going to pick out the little bits that actually that bit might make a good video that might make a good short that might and then i can have one channel that's doing my big stuff and then other channels doing my little stuff is that something that that, that you tend to gravitate towards or, or or is it you kind of aiming for two things so you're missing both yep <laughs> so i actually do too so in my longer form videos or if someone has a course i love taking out bits and pieces that i think that would do you know that would perform well right. and then we are also intentionally creating those specific micro content clips so it's a combination of both marketing is a nine letter word for tests so i can't sit here and tell you <laughs> I can't take credit for that. My colleague is a marketing strategist. So we always talk all things marketing. And she said, I'm like, I'm taking that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love but that. yeah, I mean, I can sit there and tell you, you know, do this. It's going to work. It all depends on your audience. It all depends on your content, your services or products. So you constantly just have to test it out and see what works for you. Right. Okay. Yep. okay. So in terms of the kind of, success that you've seen from your clients give me an example of like a, a of one where you had a client who it just wasn't really working for them it hadn't really kind of fired right and then you came in and then there was some real success at the end uh, talk me through 
the issues that you saw, how you helped that client overcome them, and then the payoff that they experienced at the back end. Yeah, definitely. So I worked with a coach in the beauty industry. So she taught hairstylists how to become more diverse. She was in the DEI space. So that was her signature program. I started working with her in January. We worked together and we launched three, I would say a month into working together. During that time, we are, you know, seeing what's resonating with her clients, testing it, her audience rather than her clients, seeing what's working with them, micro content reels. She was very confident and she was like, I'm going to show up on live, but I don't know what to say. So I actually started scripting her lives for her. Obviously, she wasn't, you know, showing up on live, reading word for word, but just giving her that outline just made a huge difference in her lives. But prior to working together, her signature course launch was high ticket. That first launch was, I believe it was like 14 or 15,000. When we launched together, it was 73,000. Wow. (laughs) And she's just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I'm like, I can't believe this either. (laughs) I've never worked with someone before you know, having that much success and not to toot my own horn, but it is a humble brag in a way. But it just goes to show you that she was very consistent. Like we were posting every single day. Well, actually, we were posting Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sundays were her story days. So she was still showing up on social. It was just in her stories. So we were very consistent. We had a strong video marketing strategy. You know, we were posting reels, lives, everything. So it paid off. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's great stuff. So what would you say are the primary things that people need to think about to create good quality video? I mean, you mentioned before about writing a script. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wondering whether, you know, writing a script or using a, what do you call it? A teleprompter. Thank you. Okay, yep. using a script, using a teleprompter, or whether just winging it, okay? What would you say for you are the, the sort of primary actionable things that people can kind of come away with from listening to this that will immediately improve their video marketing and their content? Their equipment, I always suggest it doesn't have to be a camera. Your cell phone in your pocket is perfectly fine. A ring light with a like a cell phone attachment on it, that's perfect. And then content wise, just showing up, providing value, speaking to your pain point, their, your audience pain points, speaking to a audience. That's the biggest thing. (laughs) People want to serve everyone and in video that doesn't work very well in marketing in general doesn't work very well. So you want to make sure if you are a coach, you're not coaching everyone. So make sure you're talking to your industry, your niche and your videos. That's always important. And then just providing value. So I heard someone say, If I give away all my content and my free stuff, like what else am I going to talk about? Well, obviously you need to educate yourself some more because (laughs) you need more stuff to talk about. Those are pretty much my top three tips that I would say that they can implement to hit the ground running. Right. Okay. It's interesting you say that about about the free stuff because we have quite a we have quite a a robust video marketing strategy for uh, for my headhunting business for Salisi and. We do an awful lot of, as, as it happens, a lot of the stuff you've been talking about. And uh, it's interesting because I remember talking to a couple of my colleagues about um, 
giving value in our video in our video content. And somebody piped up and said exactly the same thing, like, well, if we're just telling people exactly what we do, when they go away and do it themselves, right? And my response was, well, first of all, we're not in everything that we do, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Um, because, you know, I've got 25 years in the industry, others have got a little bit less, but nonetheless, we've got a lot of experience. So even if we tried to, we couldn't convey all of that in a series of videos, right? And secondly, uh, and I think probably more importantly, the fact that we are explaining exactly what we do, I think shows how bloody hard it is, right? And what we found, I mean, this was more of a, of a kind of a, 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 an educated guess, but what was proven at the back end was that it, it made people recognize, and for one of us to respect the professionalism of what mm-hmm. we we're doing because yes. of its complexity. And, and the way that we kind of sign off on our videos is, we're now giving you all the tools. If you want to do it for yourself, great. But if you need help implementing it, give us a call. Yep. And, and the amount the of thing. yeah, and yep. the amount of 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 sort of payoff that we found from doing that, and then the people were like, God, these people really do know what they're doing. You know, <laughs> these you know, it's not just you know Simon kind of bumbling his way through and you know going to the warehouse and you know finding the right guy, right? Yep. So so we found in many ways the more value and the more open we were about what we were doing rather than it being that we were giving stuff away it meant that people were valuing even more the service that we were providing yeah is that something you found has resonated with your clients as well yes yep a million percent i mean i think just because you're laying out content just because you're giving content for free to your audience doesn't mean that they can do what you do so right. I, and that's that's pretty much what I said in that one reel that I referenced earlier. Like you can lay out the content, but they're like it's like okay, people search YouTube for this video and then they're listening to that person or they're listening to all of your content, but they still don't they still can't do what you do. <laughs> they don't have the secret sauce. Exactly. And even if you show them how to make the secret sauce, right? I mean, case in point is Gordon Ramsay has been on Yes, thousands of hours of television, right? Yeah, and he's done so much content, right? But rather than people thinking, Well, now I know how to make Gordon Ramsay's stuff because I've seen it on TV and I've read it in the book, I'll just stay at home. Yeah, you can't get a reservation in his restaurant. No, I tried, right? You know, so yeah, no, I, I totally agree, absolutely. Okay, so on that. In a sort of a broader picture, what are your, I mean, because you gave some really, really cool actionable tips specifically about, about creating and being more comfortable on camera, right? And, and yeah, having better equipment and, and really understanding your audiences, right? But in a broader term, if somebody really wanted to, you know, ace it in terms of building a robust video content strategy, what are your top three tips for success? Be consistent show up with value and then go back and look at your analytics and see what worked. So even if it wasn't a video, even if it was a carousel, you can take that same ideology idea behind that carousel, behind that still graphic and convert it into a video. I think that's the, that's another big thing with people. They think that they constantly have to show up live or constantly have to create 
And you necessarily don't have to. You can take a blog and repurpose it into a video. You can take a, like I said, a carousel and turn it into a video. All your other content that you created, a podcast, you can turn that into a video. So repurpose, those are pretty much my top three things. Yeah. You, do you know what? The last one particularly, yeah. I mean, obviously the other two are great as well, you know, consistency as well. But the last one about repurposing, it's amazing that uh, – uh, I remember I was watching a, a presentation by Russell Bronson. And to be fair, I mean, I am a bit of a Russell Those Bronson funnels, fan. Yeah, me too. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, there are some of the, uh, the other stuff I can kind of take or leave, but but I do think that, that he's got he's got some extraordinary ideas, right? And one of the things that he said in one of his seminars that I was at was that people will pay, not just consume, but actually pay to consume the same content in a different form. Yeah, yep. And, and 72%. Like, right, yeah, yep. yeah. And and he was saying that, so for example, you can have somebody will, they'll download the $7 ebook, mm-hmm. but then they'll pay an extra $20 for the audio version, Yeah. right? And then they might pay even more for the video version, right? So yep. rather than thinking, oh, well, I've already done this as an ebook, I really need to find something else, no even though it's exactly the same, the same words, yeah. right? But people will consume content in different ways and very often will even pay for the privilege of doing so. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I absolutely, I think you're 100% right that just because you've created a blog, one should never feel, you know, reluctant. Yeah, to, don't to feel like to... you have handcuffs and you're like, oh my gosh, I can never do anything. Yes, you can. You can even refresh it the next year no one will know <laughs> yeah do you know it's so funny i remember talking to someone recently and it was like uh, they were saying a, a, a similar kind of thing or uh, and, and it was like oh, there's no social media please no yeah. one's going to you on the shoulder and go you can't share that you shared something yeah. similar, different yep. weeks ago you know yep. so yeah repurposing and, re- and recycling is really critical absolutely yep. so india what's next for you and for your business yeah, next. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're in December and I can't believe we're headed into 2023. Like this is crazy. The biggest thing for me is just launching a membership. I've been hearing it from my audience. They're like, India, like we want to work with you, but we're not ready to invest. So I wanted to have those people that are ready to work with me, but just not at that financial investment to still have access to me. So launching that low ticket membership is actually live. The link is in my website. So it's a monthly membership. You get me, you get coaching, you get the community, you get the accountability from your peers in the membership. You get video content ideas. I'm actually guiding you through what content to create. I'm evaluating your content. You're picking my brain. So it's just amazing. I'm super excited. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, we'll make sure that we post a link to that. Awesome, uh, thank you. Below. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, finally, if people wanted to work with you and benefit from all that you can offer, what's the best way for them to do that? Yes, definitely. You can visit my website, indiabrown.co, or you can email me directly at info at indiabrown.co. That's fantastic. And I'll make sure we have links to that in the show notes as well. India, thank you so much you so much, for Simon. joining us. This has been amazing. I mean, I thought coming in that I kind of had a video marketing strategy down to Pat. And <laughs> to be honest, turns out there's a lot more I didn't know. So I'm really super, super grateful for you sharing so much with us. 
And uh, Ibi, I wish you all the very, very best to the end of this year and uh, all the very, very best for 2023. India Brown, thank you so much thank for joining us so here much. on the conference room. Thank you. Coming up next week on the conference room, I'll be talking to marketing strategist and author of The Post-COVID Marketing Machine, Guy Powell. It's understanding exactly how your consumers want to go and buy your product and then how they want to find out about your product and get more information on your product. And that's critical is spend time really understanding that. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And make sure you visit our website, theconferenceroompodcast.com, to see all the other episodes and to get access to the show notes and resources mentioned in this episode. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your network, or better still, go on to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other podcast platform and leave us a five-star review. It'll only take you a moment, but it'll mean the world to us. And please don't hesitate to tell us which topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. To get in touch, drop us a line in the comments section or send us a message on social media. Just search for The Conference Room Podcast or me, Simon Lader, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or TikTok. I'm always open to a conversation. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you'll be alerted when a new episode goes live every week. Thanks so much for listening to The Conference Room, and until next time, keep talking.